0: Kind of the, the surprise Cinderella team. Just defensively, just get
1: incrementally better.
0: Everybody has lived up and failed expectations. You,
1: the box score is what the box score is. Such for them.
0: It.
1: <laughs> I was just going on the same time the Spurs. That's
0: what's Welcome back to What's Brewing Sports, Season 2, Episode 9. I am Andrew Brought. Along with me, as always, the debonair peacock himself, Richard Oliver.
1: Yes. All (laughs) puffed up. All puffed up and ready to go. Okay, so Episode 9. Episode 9. All right, I'm not going to do this again. I won't do the whole Beatles thing again, but I just want to so badly. (laughs) But on, on November the 11th. Circle this on your calendar, Andrew Brott, because that is the night that the Spurs retire Tony Parker's jersey, number which,
0: nine, which is in fact number nine, number nine. That's so right. this is
1: we'll call this the. I was tempted to go with Ted Williams, sure, because we are deep into the World Series now, heading into Game Six of the World Series between the Astros and Nationals. Ted Williams has a background with DC, and so you know I was tempted, right? But it's Tony Parker. Yeah, Spurs have started. They're already three games into this thing, and November 11th, Tony Parker having his
0: jersey. So this will be the Tony Parker show for me. Absolutely. absolutely. I don't know which way you're going with this, but I'm going to go with Tony Parker. (laughs) Totally wasn't going to go there, being from San Antonio. Um, You know, it's funny. We didn't start doing the naming of the episodes by their number until after Nine last season. Oh, I, so that. I got some questions about that. Where was the Tony Parker episode? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now we've, we've, I'm glad we've redeemed ourselves. Take care of that situation. That's right. Yeah, the hate was, mail was growing. <laughs> that was a, that was a big, <laughs>
1: uh, dark patch in the history of our show. Uh, yeah. So that uh, we, you know, when you think about Tony Parker and it's a really bittersweet thing, I mean, cause they're retiring his Jersey. They've already retired Mono's Jersey, retired Tim's Jersey, David Robinson, of course, it's filling up the rafters now. These guys that who we have just, just gotten so used to over the years that were just such institutions with that team. And it kind of makes you look at the current roster and think, who would you think has the best chance of having their – I mean, do we have any legends on the court now? I, I mean, LaMarcus Alders hasn't won a title here. So right. I don't know that anybody on this roster – Patty Mills won a title – Patty Mills would be the closest, I think, and I think Patty Mills is every bit as good as Johnny Moore is. Johnny Moore had his retired, but of course nobody else wants double zero, so you can retire that one (laughs) because nobody's gonna wear it anyway. (laughs) But I just think I just think I wonder about that. You know, I wonder who who got to win a championship or do something. Sure, and Pop doesn't have a number, no. You know, so you can't really retire. You
0: know. Although you could retire that sweatshirt he was wearing underneath his coat jacket last yeah, night. Yeah, <laughs> you could roll that up to the, the
1: Raptors. You know, zero Zero and you know, twenty one and right. you know, Manu and everything else up there. there's a like a a sweatshirt or like a That's right. ratty coat or something like that. I, I shouldn't say that though actually, because Pop actually's very natty, nattily attired. Yeah.
0: Except he's the other a, night. He was totally wearing a sweatshirt underneath his sport coat. No, that he's, was he's uh
1: he's seasoned. <laughs> He's of a certain vintage. You know, you get to be that age, you start gonna start wearing turtlenecks. You start, and you know, start, you know. Start giving up. Wear those, yeah, just wearing those little half half sweaters right. with look, the, the, you've
0: seen me dressed up. You get the point. Let's yeah, just move on. I think you know he might be in that. You know what? He's he's Greg Popovich. I will dress however I wanna dress. What are you gonna do to me? He's gonna wear their breakaway suit from now on.
1: Yeah, that's it. So uh this is what's brewing sports, so we love every week to talk a little bit about the brew part of what's brewing sports. And we've talked about some different. Uh, uh, it's fall, so I'm having a, a, and it's it's Halloween this week. That's right. And uh, and we thought about we we have some great topics today, but we thought about, I was thinking about some of the frightening things in sports. You right. Know, so so I'm having a a 13th floor pumpkin ale. Nice. Because it's a fall thing. It's a 13th floor thing, and 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 I just. Uh, if you were going through a spook house and an athlete was one of the creatures or whatever that would jump out at you, are there any athletes that would scare you?
0: That would scare you? Like, that would scare you. If
1: you're 13th floor and you're on, you know, you're kind of going around the corner and all of a sudden, Wah! you know, this athlete comes out at you. Is there one that would scare you a little bit? I know some athletes that, you know, just, just
0: butt ugly. <laughs> so that's, that's, one where, they, that's where I was I was trying you know, to go sorry, There's some
1: that are just... Just, just did not, not attractive.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I forget the guy that looked like a Martian a couple of years ago, a few years ago. That oh my god, that guy! Every time I saw him on the quarters, is like wow.
0: Yeah, I think uh, what was that incognito in in uh, Richard whatever Richie, that... Richie incognito? Yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see like guys in. like who's uh, the uh, guy
1: Albert Hainsworth who stomped on that guy's head when his helmet <laughs> was off. He stomped on I think Andre Giraud, the uh, the center for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think if I remember right, Albert Hainsworth stomped on his head. <laughs> With his spikes,
0: <laughs> that just seems a game. like
1: that sounds like a scene you would see in the haunted yeah, house. Yeah, but but you know that's not somebody you'd want jumping out. No, at No, 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 no. You no, it's know not. I, and I think maybe uh, you know Indominus. Indominus, yeah, 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 always comes to mind. Sure. That's a guy that would just just jump out <laughs> and just kill you. <laughs> rip your heart out, you know. Show it to you. That's right. Unless you have a you, disease,
0: and then your best friends, then he would take you on his wing. They, yeah, they, that's, and, that's right. right. That, that's
1: right. I forgot you and Dominican are really close. <laughs>
0: You have a, you have that's a real That's right. I'm actually texting him right now. Him. Yeah, it's
1: just a, uh, I think Greg Popovich would not be fun to <laughs> no, jump out at you. No, he wouldn't be. No, no. No, that's a guy that would not. Uh, Bobby Knight. Yeah. Bob Knight is a good one. Yeah, he's, he's another guy you don't want jumping out at you. Right, right. You know, coming after you a little bit. I don't There's There's a few.
0: There's a lot of coaches. You know what? Now you get into yeah. that world, there's a lot of coaches. Yeah, there are a lot of coaches. Uh, Belichick, for sure. Yeah, but, you although, wouldn't although, want to see that. Well, I don't know. You know, Belichick, what, what would he do? Just going to stare
1: you just down. Be I I just, I just, think just be creepy. I just think he'd be creepy. He would be the mean? creepy guy in the corner. Get, with, it, I, you talking about
0: sweatshirts? He'd be wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah, that's exactly, just I just mean like the, the 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 shocking factor of just popping out, and that's the first thing you see is a mm-hmm. Belichick face. That that would creep me out. That a would bit. be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so if if
1: any of you uh, any of you listening would like to join in on this, uh, who scares you?
0: That's right. Get on that's our right. Facebook
1: page and, and post that. Who
0: who scares you? In, who would scare you that's at right. Halloween? Right. Post a picture too. You yeah. Gotta, if you're you gonna gotta...
1: wear a, a, a sports guy's mask, who would it be? <laughs> that's you know right. that would that would just that would just say, Ooh, oh, oh, hey. That's right. Get away that's from right. my front door. You know that, that, that uh, kind of thing.
0: Like a mask that would be acceptable in the trick or treating world. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they would just fall right
1: in. So there's quite a few. I mean, I, I'm thinking, but anyway, I'm, I'm drinking my 13th floor pumpkin ale. <laughs> oh, we digress. Ale. Yeah, we, but we digress. <laughs> But it is Halloween, so I wanted to kind of get into a little Halloween side of things too. We That's will be right. talking about some things that are kind of kind of lend themselves to the Halloween, sure, to, yeah, to scary things happening in the world of
0: sports. That's right. But first, the brew. That's right. The brew topic, which is there is no brew topic today, <gasps> uh, other than to say that uh, you know, God bless coffee. And uh yeah 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 I just I think that it should be officially considered the balanced part of a breakfast. Yes. It is the nucleus. It should be the new food group that's added. Yeah. And uh I don't know how people function without it. I've got friends yeah. that don't drink coffee. Right, and it drives me nuts that they don't drink coffee.
1: And those are people you really don't want to be friends
0: with. It it it, it kind of yeah. pushes. It's really yeah, hard to keep the just, friendship. Yeah, yeah. It, I have
1: ex friends who don't yeah, like coffee, right, that right. kind of thing.
0: I don't know how you can how you can function because I've done the wake up at four and workout. I've done the stretching. I've done the you know you eat a balanced breakfast and you feel good. All these things that are supposed to naturally give you energy, and you can throw it away. I don't care about any of it if I don't have coffee. Right, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, forget that. And uh, I got to tell you what, with a newborn these days,
1: that's what I was going to say here. You, you're speaking from a different perspective am, than a lot yeah, of people.
0: I am. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You have
1: a, a three months old.
0: That's right, three months baby old. Baby
1: James, three months old, and uh, yeah, you need coffee. I need coffee. Lots of coffee. That's and, right. And just think, you know, you think back over the years of parents raising their children without coffee.
0: I don't see how they did it.
1: I don't know how they did it. You know, that was a different era. Yeah. That's why I think the people are, kids are a little safer these days. <laughs> kids are growing more, you know. Yeah.
0: They're making it past more two. sane
1: and rational <laughs> homes, you know. Uh, <laughs> people take care of their kids and everything because they're, right. they're alert. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you're not just, the kid's not out playing in the highway because you haven't had your coffee and you're just kind of, you know,
0: I've got something. There's Logie, something Logie
1: on the couch. Yeah, I, I think coffee in the morning, I, and I love it. Now, I I often am up before the lovely Mrs. Oliver, uh-huh. so I'm often down here, and I love I love that in the morning. Isn't I it the love best? to come down and make my coffee. The, the smell. Yeah, it's still yeah. dark outside, and I just I just sit there. Yeah, it's just just the brewing of that. Because right. I I brewed an old fashioned. I, I have the a percolator, percolator right? Uh, yeah. So I, I percolate my coffee, put it together, and, and, and just sit here and just look outside. And yeah. the sun just kind of comes up. And man, I'll tell you what. Or I, I'm a big walker. I mean, you get up and run, and you'll do some other stuff because you're a finely tuned musician, <laughs> athlete. <laughs> you know, so you do that kind of stuff. But I, I, I will get up, and, and, and I'll go walk. Uh, our neighborhood is kind of a good, hilly neighborhood. So I'll go walk. It's a couple miles, and I'll come back. And so, you know, I'm, I, but while I'm walking, I'm thinking, I'm getting back home. <laughs> Because I got coffee. That's right. And, that's I, right. and you know, and, and it's ridiculous, too, because sometimes at night, the light's out, and I'm about to go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep because I'm going to get up. I'm going to have me a cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> that's your that's your reason to wake it's up right like, there. It's
1: just like, you know, it's something to look for. It's little things in life. Hey, it Andrew. is the little things in life. Little things in life. Let it, me ask you, before
0: the walk, do you brew? You start the brew process? Yes. yes. So
1: it's ready when you so get home. So when I walk in, I smell it. It's ready to go. I know it. You know, pour my grape nuts or whatever I'm going to have and just go after it you know <laughs> and i think i think and here's here's the i w- i got through college without having one cup of coffee
0: see and i i can't imagine i did not have did
1: coffee and and like and now i raised my kids on coffee right so katie your wife she drinks coffee or, right or did i know she did, oh right, totally. whole, yeah and and and, and, and patricia Drove loves coffee but ryan yeah takes after dad yeah no
0: he's he's hilarious about it he's because if you guys don't have it ready when he wakes up he lets you know oh yeah and and he
1: (laughs) and he got very upset because after i got a little bit older and you and you you don't like coffee i can't drink coffee like after eight o'clock right i don't know i just just i go to sleep and i'm like you know i'm just wired right but he's he's like we're not having coffee right we're done with dinner what there's no coffee And yes, I look on his face like I'm, 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 compl- I'm confused. You've let him down. Yeah. I'm confused by this. Right. I mean, I'm making coffee and you know, <laughs> that I have some and then I'm up all night staring <laughs> at the ceiling. But I think that that's interesting that, uh, that, that coffee, uh, all the way through college, I never had it. Right. Cause I, I never liked it. I was, you know, my, my, but that, that's back. That was back in the days of Sanka. You know, my mom used to make Sanka and stuff, you know, like where they'd take you know, make some hot water, and just put no, a, a scoop in it. No, yeah, that's the worst. instant and,
0: was the worst. And that
1: was like instant coffee. I was just like, oh God, yeah. you know. But when I but when I married the lovely Mrs. Oliver, Italian, you know, used to her mom bringing in espresso or something every morning to literally brought it into the kids in the morning uh, to, to get them, get them jolted and out of bed drug up the kids early with the caffeine that's right. uh, to get them to school. Uh, that's when I started drinking coffee. Yeah. And it was just like,
0: ah, where has <laughs> this been my whole right. life? That's a game changer. It is a game changer. a game changer. It was changer really something.
1: Now, before we move on to something else, I have to admit and confess something to you. All right. I, I feel, I feel bad about this because we've talked about this and I, it, it, I've just violated something that you and I discussed and kind of had set as a standard on this the, on this program uh-huh. of what's brewing sports. Last night, I am an honorary captain this week for the Rudy's I thirty five Cup, which is basically it's about eleven years old now. It's a competition between am- best amateur golfers in Austin, best amateur golfers in San Antonio. They play in what is a Ryder Cup, but it's called the Rudy's I thirty five Cup after the great barbecue place here in town and last night we had our fish fried dinner kind of a I'm an honorary captain for the San Antonio team so it was a it was kind of a big deal went over to John Stark's house he's the he's the captain former University of Houston star golfer back in the day senior tournament champion here in San Antonio I had a Michelob Ultra last night that's right. really about all they had right you know they had the Bud Light and the Michelob Ultra and everything I, I I didn't want to walk in And say Excuse me Is this all you have Is this Michelobalt Is this swill That's right All that you're offering During this This great fish fry But here's Here's the bigger question fellowship? So
0: here's the bigger question So you had it But did you enjoy it I don't know It doesn't taste like anything
1: <laughs> It was like Drinking cold So there we are So there cold,
0: we are Yeah Cold carbonated
1: something Yeah <laughs> I'm not exactly sure sure what it was, but I, but I had, but, but we have always, we've had fun with that.
0: That's right. That's right. You know, and so. I think it's fine to have it as long as you, you know, you're still, you haven't crossed over the other side. Mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. It's when you start thinking it tastes good that there's a problem. No, no, no. It was. You know, they say taste is the first thing to go. It
1: was just, listen, it's not, you know (laughs) what, and my friends would, my friends that are kind of work for that in that. In that landscape, in that industry, I, God bless you guys. I'm, i We don't mean to rip on what is an institution in America is a good Bud Light or Michelob or whatever you want to do it, but you know, I just so let's just let's just say to be charitable, that's that they're good. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. Pretty charitable. Let's just say charitable <laughs> that those are good beers. <laughs>
0: I think we, that counts as our charity for the year. That's, right, that's, right. <laughs> I,
1: that's the foundation. It's good. Okay. Our standards are higher than that. Yes. Yeah. We want great beer. That's right. So, I'll just I'll just qualify it like that. <laughs> Did they give you a hard time about it? No, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't over there like I was <laughs> sucking on lemons or anything. You know, I didn't want to do the whole. This is great! Oh, this is great! No, but it was it was a great time. We had a wonderful time, and it was good company. And you know, all those guys. Sure. And here, here, all these guys are like playing this week. They're like scratch golfer, scratch golfer, scratch golfer, minus one handicap. You know, all this stuff. Richard Oliver, twenty four handicap. <laughs> I'm in the corner saying, "Hey, just so happy to be here." Thank you so much for inviting me. That's I'm the, right. I'm that's the token right. guy in the corner that's just, uh, no, I'm going to MC their thing on Friday. The voice. Yeah, that's right. I'm just going to be the voice. <laughs> and I, I can handle that kind of stuff. So anyway, I just wanted to confess before we moved along. Yeah, yeah. That I, that I kind of cheated on the thing that we
0: talked about. You know, that brings, about, that brings up an interesting point. Maybe, maybe we have a confessional. Mm-hmm. We, maybe we start a show confessional. Yeah. here on the on the show, confess what's Brewing sports? We, yeah, we confess our poor, <laughs> our poor decisions, <laughs> our poor decisions, um, our
1: poor experiences. We can do, a, we can surely do poor diet decisions <laughs> during the course of a week. But uh, anyway, oh anyway, right, but but, coffee good. That's right. Michelob Ultra, not quite as good. Not quite there. That's, that's right. That's, that's right. kind of where I want to leave that discussion.
0: Although you know, also, I I, I just want to say. I'm a little disappointed with a lot of the local establishments for the coffee they serve. And I think I've said it before, and oh, I yeah. know I'm going yeah. to say it again, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so tired of the brand Cuvée Coffee, and there's a, there's a bunch of others that are just like it, the same mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they it tastes like Senka. It tastes yeah. like instant coffee, yeah. and I'm tired of it. Yeah. The establishments are brilliant. They're, they're amazing coffee houses. They're great places to go and work. Mm -hmm. write read hang out feed a baby done all those things (laughs) you've done all that uh and and i love them and i love i'm so excited that san antonio has embraced the coffee market in that way but for want of a decent cup of coffee in this town it's just driving me nuts yeah i mean i just you know folgers just give me folgers and i'd be happy yeah but uh, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not convinced as far as uh, local coffee shops, coffee goes. Yeah, yeah. I think they could do better. I think when we win the
1: lottery. Right. We'll do it right. And it actually kind of folds into what we're going to talk about tonight as we move along here. One of the things we're going to talk about is what sports going to look like moving forward. That's right. Some of the future things. Because the perfect coffee house would have coffee and just high tech, tech savvy, sure. sports book looking kind of sports. Yeah. You know, you could go have some great coffee, have some great brews, have some great whatever. But I, I, I'll get into that in a minute. I've got ideas. <laughs> Got ideas for your millions when we win, when yeah, you win the lottery. I <laughs> if I win it, I've got ideas as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I, I'd have to play first, I guess, uh to win it. Well, but I'll just count on you guys.
1: <laughs> there is that. If, we're trying, man. We're trying. We bought a couple of tickets for the mega millions the other night. We got zero numbers. <laughs> so we're there, man. We were only six <laughs> numbers off of winning. That's right. If we'd gotten six more numbers, man, yeah, but we see, but been all now over.
0: you know the now you know the six not to pick. Mm.
1: Is that how that works? I don't think so. I don't but, think so either. But yeah. it's a nice thought. It, it is a nice thought. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, whatever you do, stay away from these numbers. But That's we, right. In fact, we've been going with the, uh, what do you call it? The, what you just, they just give it to you? Oh, right. The right, quick right. pick. The we quick did, pick yeah. We've been doing the quick pick. So I let Laura handle that. <laughs> I've got numbers that I prefer, but, you know, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We just kind of go with it. Yeah. All right. What is our next topic? Yeah. Good, sir. <laughs> So, since we did win the Mega Millions, and we're not going That's to open right. up a, a new coffee shop.
0: That's right. I want to get down first before we... There's so much that happened this week in sports. And by the way, what an incredible weekend of sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've we said it a few times here on this show in this season about how this is really the most wonderful time of the year if you're a sports fan. Oh, yeah. Because everything happens. It's got it right. all. Right. This month has it. All, um, and we saw it all this weekend. I mean, we not only it was, weekend. It was amazing, not just because the plethora, right, the potpourri of games that were on Saturday and Sunday, but the type of quality of of performances and athletes and and sports. It was just you you couldn't ask for much better. Well, the folks. Up in Austin may disagree with you. <laughs> I think the folks the folks in the, up in Norman, in Oklahoma, DC would also agree, yeah, yeah. And, the,
1: and the folks up in Washington D.C. probably disagree. <laughs> just saying.
0: But overall, I just say it in but general it was play. I mean, it was, week. yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. That said, we had a few gaffes. Yeah, over the week since but we've me, done be, an episode. Before you
1: say that, though, I uh, want to say Saturday, as an Aggie, as an Aggie, you could not have had a better. As an Aggie. Astros fan, Spurs fan. Yeah. Which is kind of the trifecta for me.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's what we are. Saturday
1: was an okay day.
0: <laughs> it was, A&M yeah.
1: finishes off a sweep of Mississippi. That's right. Dominated that state. Defense still sucked, but the offense got it done. Offense went rolling, ever. yeah. Astros rolled. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the World Series, but they made it a great World Series. It's been a lot of fun to watch them One, three out. in a row away. Spurs go 2-0 oh to start the season. And God bless my friends, my longhorn buddies, my longhorn friends of all stripes. <laughs> but you lost.
0: <laughs> that was and a that rough TCU one. That TCU
1: quarterback Max Duggan is for real. He is for real. He, that he is kid for real. is for real.
0: That was a rough one. I feel for
1: I feel for Texas in a way because I, I understand you know that defense is banged up. I think they've got like seven guys out or something. I mean right. they're they are and, and I thought and in fact, Mike Finger, the columnist at Express News, actually kind of touched on this in his in his tweet. And I had thought it when I read it. When Tom Herman was just genius, we're passive aggressively making an excuse, but not didn't want to say we're just banged up. We can't we can't hang with these people. Certainly defensively, but he said, you know, we need to be better at coaching up the healthy players that we do have. The healthy players, right. that we have. You got to throw that in there, yeah, because they don't have a whole lot of them. So. Right. So I will qualify everything, but just as an Aggie, you know, you kind of love just like it. when we when A and M loses, and we've lost
0: we've lost plenty three times
1: uh, to number one ranked teams. By that's the way, that's right, that's right. Uh, then then at that point, the Longhorn, my Longhorn buddies, are not they're not afraid they're to not shy about it. pull out the little stiletto and give you a little jab. It happens. <laughs> you get the stiletto. You if
0: you feel it in the back. That's right. That's right. Speaking of feeling it in the back, how about uh, the the unfortunate gap of the Houston Astros organization oh. and uh, the debacle that oh. happened this past week following the American League Championship? Right. Um, you know, I don't want to harp on it too much, and I, I do want to qualify all of this with saying, you know, I haven't really – I didn't spend a lot of time uh, growing up and following sports, following baseball, and this last year of doing this show has been just a lot of fun, more fun than I, I imagine it would have been to start getting into baseball. And, it, of course, it just so happens that the team that I started to follow is now in the World Series. Uh, but my experience with the organization and our experience has been, and certainly via Reed Ryan, mm-hmm. um, president of operations, has been just an A-plus – experience right they from from our perspective they have treated us amazingly uh they have they have shown us great respect and and they have been an a-plus organization not only in that way but also performing which is why they're in the world series right so i just want to start and i've had and and i want to say then as the the cherry on top of that statement is i've had the most fun learning and getting heavily involved in this sport this year, it's been phenomenal. And now I'm, mm-hmm. I, I've never been more hooked for like the world series and dialed in and, and why wa- yeah. I'm watching can baseball. I, can
1: it help it. If you're around me. I no. Know. Yeah. That's yeah. All yeah. I, hear about. And I
0: love it. That said, uh, you know, the things that transpired this past week are just there. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. it it's a, it's a huge head scratcher based on our experience with the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Reed Ryan, again, just an impeccable human being. Right. And we've seen that in a number of ways, in ways not even related to this show or to any kind of status, just him as a person being a person to other people. It's I mean, he he's an inspiration really to watch. I don't understand the way that the organization handled themselves from top to bottom with what happened.
1: Yeah. It was a PR gaffe and a half.
0: I just, I don't understand it. And, and I was, I wanted to, at first I wanted to find the angles. It was like, you know, maybe this is uh, maybe more light is being made of this thing because they're in the world series and because it's a story and it, it's something to feed. But the more I've paid attention, the more I've watched the interviews and I've read what was stated I just don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it. I'm I'm shocked uh, with Jeff Lunau and the way that he's handled it. But, but not only, you know, the initial part of it, which caused the controversy. But then afterwards, when he gave the interview, when he, you know, three days ago, four days ago, when he had the press conference and uh, the media was there and they were all there to talk to him about it. I just felt like the majority of his responses were somewhat disingenuous Mm -hmm. that the way that he was speaking on behalf of the organization, he was saying the right things, but then he was always trying to find little spaces to qualify the fact that maybe, you know what? They weren't as wrong as people wanted them to look like. Right. And, and then, and then when he'd be called on that, he'd quickly retreat and say, no, absolutely. You know, everything was, was wrong. And we admit that. I just thought that was weird. Yeah. You know, and in, in that moment, I, it just seems like there's nothing else to say, but, we're sorry.
1: Yeah, and I think that what's interesting is when you see uh uh Luno when you see him go through that and you see and you see I kept thinking through this whole thing and the Astros just screwed it up. I mean, they screwed it royally immediately responding to the situation with this defensive you know kind of a tweet, uh statement that calls out the reporter. Yeah, they said uh, that it was inaccurate. misleading
0: and completely irresponsible. Extremely disappointed in Sports, Illustrated, uh, Sports Illustrated's attempt to fabricate a story where one does not exist. And it's just, I
1: think there should be a lot of questions where this season is over. And I think Jim Crane have to, the Astros have already got a reputation of, of arrogance uh, for a variety of different things, they they royally screwed up the whole Justin Verlander keep that reporter out of the locker room situation earlier this year. They bowed to the star player at the expense of breaking Major League Baseball rules. And as a former journalist, uh, I, I I I've got to call out the other journalists in the room. Oh, we didn't know about it, but if we if we knew that happened, well, whatever, you know. I, I really feel like the, the Astros have shown time and again that they just don't know how to handle this stuff. So I think they've got to take a real strong look at their PR group, and PR people that are making those kind of decisions. Because uh, – and, and I wonder about uh, when I look at – I think Reed Ryan would have handled that better.
0: Oh, absolutely. I
1: think Reed Ryan and coming from that family – and maybe we're just being – I'm being defensive because I just – I love the guy and I think he's a great guy, but he's been kind of quiet – uh, and he's president, but uh, but I, I think maybe Luno's the director of baseball operations. And from that perspective, he's the one that's going to talk to that. But I, I really feel like there's going to be some heads that need to roll when it's all over. Because the best thing to have done, and anybody in PR will tell you, is that step back, take a sound, rational look at the situation, and say, how can we best handle that if if Tobman, after saying that, had had apologized right away or... I don't know, if they if they take an action right away just to kind of eliminate this distraction off the field. I, I don't even know if it played in at all to the way the Astros played the first game. I have no idea. But I, I think that that's one of those things that, the, you know, when you look at that kind of situation, you think it could be handled so much better. Yeah. It could be handled so much better. You know, when you look at just public relations gaffes over the years, just uh, the, the, the lack of response or a slow response or a... Uh, now, I have to deal with a lot with from a visitor perspective, if something happens in San Antonio, you've got to be able to be seasoned and tactical in the way you respond to it because it affects business. So from a business perspective, for the Astros, in this social media world where everything has a, and and sure enough, sure enough, and I say it time and again, I love the media. I was media. Uh, I'll always have a soft spot for them, but they're sheep. They are sheep. Every single columnist wrote the same column. Astros are arrogant. Astros are this. It was a feeding frenzy, piling on, all that kind of stuff. They have they, guys writing columns from San Francisco right. or someplace else who were nowhere near the situation, making judgment calls about how the Astros handled it or about the situation, the, the, which is fine. That's what they've got to do. That kind of stuff. But everything's got layers. Everything has context. Everything's got this and this and this. So you, you, it just—it's never so black and white ever. And I'm not defending the Astros. I'm just saying, it's it's just so funny to me. It's always been funny to me these guys making these decisions from, you know, from Seattle and writing columns that judge judge from Seattle. But you know what? Every 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 uh, every columnist is a priest in some way. It's just the way that that goes. But but I think to your point, it's absolutely right. The Astros just fumbled that, and uh, and the and the bet the, the most sound voice in the whole thing was AJ Hinch. Yes. AJ Hinch, the Astros manager, a couple days later, saying, "You know what? There was no call for that. It was wrong. You know, we did. It, 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 you know, that's all somebody had to say. Hey, you know what? No matter what the what, no matter what the situation was, no matter what the backdrop of that was, no matter no matter what the what was happening, there was no call for somebody to say that kind of stuff in front of, of female reporters. Right? Females. Period. And I, I just think that that's the kind of thing that that it just man those split second decisions." In this world, if this if that if he had done that ten years ago, uh probably wouldn't have blown up like it did. Quite so much. But but the mores have changed. The it's a hashtag me too world. We are thank God I've got two daughters. You've got a lovely wife, is one of my daughters, my wife. I mean, this this is a world where women have to be respected. And they are demanding it these days, and they should because it's for all these years they weren't. Uh, they their, their opinions weren't respected. And, and and so I think I'm glad he was called out. I'm, I'm sorry this guy had to lose his job. Young, young idiot said something that he shouldn't have said. But by the same token, the Astros could have stomped out that wildfire. They I could agree. have done it right away.
0: I agree. And I, I just want to, I want to piggyback on everything you just said, because you said a couple of points that are basically kind of the direction that I'm wanting to go in this with is that, so the interesting thing about social media is that again, now we all, we, and we've talked about social media before here on the show and, and how it's a bit irresponsible in the sense that everybody feels like they can have a voice of some sort without any responsibility. Right. And so, but that's why I think these, these moments are so important and now more than ever for these organizations Mm -hmm. because of that, because you have to be careful what, who, who thinks that you're calling them out of the woods. Right. And, and it's, it's a little gross. A lot of the comments that are coming out attacking uh, this this poor reporter who who reported what happened to her. Case, of, I mean, she she reported what happened to her. She did reach out to Houston before she released the story to act, to see if they that's wanted to common, comment, yeah. and they they declined. So they weren't she, ambushed by it. They knew it was coming. No, that's exactly right. And so so this this girl releases the thing, and she's just getting. Just attacked, like aggressively attacked, which is why we, it kind of highlights why it's a problem. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, and and some nasty things. I mean, I, I've taken screenshots of some of these comments and they're just disgusting. Right? Some of the things that are being atta- attached to that, you know, things like women don't belong in the locker rooms and all this and that. Sure, that's well, old. And, and here's the thing. They're reporters and this was the World Series and they're not in their skivvies. They're celebrating. This is something that gets reported, and and I don't care if it's a woman, a man, uh, a dog. There's it, as far as I'm concerned with locker room talk and things like that. Being an asshole is not okay anywhere.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. care
0: what room you're in. It's not okay to be an asshole. No, um, but I just think when an, when an organization fails like the Astros did to handle it like that, it enables these creatures from the woods to come out and feel sort of vindicated like like the way that they behave is okay right and their 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 backwards thinking is is being called upon you know to be to be descended on into into our society and go back to the woods go back yeah. to the woods and stay there uh it's gross and so you know my thing is is that and everybody was saying you know that's why this guy got fired and I disagree. First of all, the guy got fired because the Astros mishandled this so bad they could only fire the guy. Right. The Astros did that to themselves. And really, if this guy wants to be mad about anybody, it's at the organization and how terrible they handled it. Yeah. To me, I, I, exactly the next morning, you know what? That was completely uncalled for. Let's back that up. Let's find a way where we can, you know, save this from a PR standpoint. Let me do something to rectify that as an individual because we are not excuse me just our bad thoughts and sometimes you're right in a moment you know you say something and we talked about this with social media used to you had to pin it out and you had a day and a half to pin it out and then right. get over yourself and throw that away and then pin something that's worth putting out there now it's instantaneous moment you turn around you say it it's everywhere on twitter you turn around you type it it's everywhere on twitter I mean, it's it's instantaneous these days, right? And sometimes, you know, human beings aren't ready for that kind of instantaneous moment. We need filters and we need time to adjust and, and right. to adapt. And I think that there needs to be in certain moments a space for that. And so, I'm not saying that it, it again. It's not black and white, and you're exactly right. I don't think that it's one statement, and you're fired. I don't. I don't think that. I think it's how you handle the moment. It's mm. what happens next right. that matters. This guy lied to his organization, and his organization did no due diligence.
1: Yeah, they defended him right to, off the to, bat. Yeah. To
0: find out the story, and it was only after the MLB came in and they said, "Well, we'll do our due diligence." All of a sudden, they're doing their due diligence, and then, um, you know, Luno says, uh, "You know, we we took action before the MLB gave us, you know, their." Their findings or their their thoughts on how we should proceed forward. Well, of course you did because you yeah. knew what their findings were and you knew what they were going to tell you to do. They're not done yet, by the way. Right. MLB is going to
1: find the hell out of the
0: Astros. Sure. when this is over. Sure, and, and it's and it's totally it's the right thing to do. Right. It's the right thing to do, and it's just disappointing um, that this happened, that it was handled that way. And yeah, I, I agree with Luno in that, you know, we're, we've learned a very valuable me- lesson. You absolutely have. And I, I, th- I hope that the other organizations, not just in the MLB, but around, I mean, even your job, uh, any, any organization where somebody is subject to be a part of that and has to be around, I hope they all listen and learn from it because it's very important these things. Right. You know what I mean from sure. a human relations standpoint, just human relations, I think it's very 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 important and we can all learn and be better. And I'm not going to call out and say the Astros are the terrible organization, they're awful and I hope they lose and all that. I again that would be almost as rash to me as this idiot and what he said. I don't think that that's right. how you handle life. Um, I think that there is, there is a space in the world where you can call out a program like the Astros and say, that was just dirty and wrong, and I'm going to turn on the game tomorrow, and I'm still going to cheer them because I like the roster. I like the guys. I like the way they've been playing, and there's certainly a lot on the roster as far as human beings to like. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one more thing that I'm, uh, and then I'll get off of it because it's been kind of burning in me, and I've been going back and forth with with Katie on it for a while, and she's been quiet, by the way. I've been the one that's like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, the person here who I think is is, and I, I say this whatever that I feel the the worst about is Osuna. I feel bad because he's done nothing in this regard to bring any of that back up. He didn't Mm -hmm. say anything. He wasn't provoking anything. He wasn't involved in the incident. And now he's re-implicated. You know, he comes to the mound, Washington, he gets all the booze, whatever. And that's fine from the sense that, yeah, I mean, he did that and he's got to live with that. He's got to own that, whatever that situation is. But if he's going to be in the MLB and he's going to continue to play and be a player and evolve – I think he should be allowed to have that space. We're allowed to grow and be better people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel bad for the guy because he's done nothing in this case to implicate himself or re-implicate himself in this way. And yet here he is now the middle of it for no reason.
1: Right. And and you know what? And I don't disagree with you, And I, but I will say last year when the Astros traded for Osuna mm-hmm. or whenever it was, remember, I, I went on Facebook and said, this is bad. Yeah. It's a bad idea. There's no need for this. Right. You know, and again, my mother was cuffed around by my stepdad. Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any patience for asshats like that. Right. So I, I think I, but I, under, but, but in your case, you're right. The guy served his time, 75 days, apparently been pretty much a model citizen since, you know. It's done everything. It's like it's like serving your time in jail for something. You do. Hey, I served my time. Right. I, I I accepted this penalty. I did did what I was supposed to do. Said I was sorry. I don't know what else to do. And and I believe in redemption. And I believe in those kind of things. But I just and the one thing that just irritates me. And I and again I agree with you, is that that I just that there's some good men in that Astros organization. That somebody, Nolan Ryan, Reed Ryan. Somebody should have put a big fat size 12 boot up the ass of that guy who said that in front of those and said you get back in there you apologize to those ladies. Yeah, you're exactly for right. For what you said.
0: You're exactly right.
1: And I, I I'm just I'm just surprised. I'll be I'll be interested to see in the long run how who this who knew what who knew what how it plays out and 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 what the decision making was in the background. So that but yeah, though and, and again, this is now it's more and more in the rearview mirror. Maybe it's uh, Jim Crane just come forward, apologized to the reporter, said we were wrong. Uh, it it doesn't matter. I mean, with a lot of people, Susie Waldman, the, the Yankees broadcaster, I'm not watching I'm the not Astros. Watching the, yeah, at, right. Which is fine. I mean, I, you know, that's. I'm not sure they were looking for her to watch that anyway (laughs) yeah Yankees broadcaster don't watch us it's okay we'll be all right we'll win without you right by the way three out of four years we sent your asses home (laughs) so you're fine (laughs) enjoy enjoy the couch you know right right anyway I I think that's the kind of thing that just uh it's a good point
0: yeah and I, I and I agree with you and I think I don't know. It's, it sounds at least as far as we know, it sounds like it was a very isolated incident between that individual Taubman and those three female reporters. Um, but so I would be shocked if more people are really implemented in this thing. Um, and she certainly didn't seem to allude to that either. No, it it's like he was, it the seems only like one. it's pretty isolated and it's, um, but again, and I will say one of the reporters asked during, uh, the Luno, um, interrogation, if you will. Um, you know, if, if this was somewhat of an indication of the front office and, and he was really, you know, quick to and emphatic about the fact that it is not endemic of the organization. However, again, when you watch the interview, I mean, he, he continues to try to requalify as like, like a subtle line of like, well, but we weren't that wrong. He's just he's just not good at
1: it. No, he's not the guy from a PR perspective. Why was Luno at the microphone? Yeah, he he doesn't know how to handle no, that. No, he was he was awful. He's a tactician. He's an analytical yeah, guy. No. He's like it'd be like just to uh, I, I don't know. It'd be like having that your your nerd neighbor coming up to tell talk warm and fuzzy stuff about right, you know right, right. his dog or something. I don't I just don't I don't know that that guy was the guy sh- that you have at the microphone. Sure.
0: Yeah, It didn't look good. It didn't, it didn't help the situation. No, uh, certainly. And, um, you know, the thing is, is that in saying that it's not endemic and then he's saying, you know, a lot of people saw the note before it went out, the original response. How do you argue that it's not endemic? And then you, you cite that so many people in your organization are seeing this terrible response before it goes out. I mean, you're, it's a contradiction, Mm-hmm. of terms and so it just it was not a good look it was very frustrating to to read as a fan and, and as a just a human being that things like this exist uh and then to watch an organization like that just fumble it like yeah just so bad i mean ugh, if it wasn't such a bad situation it'd be hilarious to make fun of because it was such a gaffe um unfortunately with was such a serious situation it's not something that you can really make light of uh, at right. least I don't. And, and I don't you know possess that. We'll be talking
1: about this again. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm there's sure. going to yeah. be a decision going to come down, and we'll have this. Uh, uh, this conversation is going to
0: continue. And, and I agree. I think. I think some more heads have got a roll. Just. Just for the way that it. Just it all when you find
1: out. the Astros, don't take it out of the money that
0: they need to pay Garrett Cole. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, let's put that to bed for now, uh, and then let's move on to. God, I mean. What do you want to talk about first from well, this weekend? Because again, so much happened. What I, wondered, I, I what I thought
1: was interesting was the the rekindling of the conversation or the flaming up the conversation about technology in sports and how you can just just affect ball games a little bit better than what's happened. Over the, there was a obviously in Game Five when the Astros won. One of the key plays was a pitch from Garrett Cole that was a that was outside, right. high and outside, right. The umpire probably making up for a call that he missed on Cole earlier in the at bat. Yeah, which everyone seems to forget about that. Yeah, one. exactly. Uh, uh, Cole thought he had struck out the batter, uh, Robles, and the next pitch, a uh, couple of pitches later, was high outside, but he called it a strike. Just, just barely high, barely outside, but clearly yeah, right. We're
0: not talking about you know yeah. first base high.
1: Clearly, yeah, clearly on the on the <laughs> the box. You know, and, right? And, you know, it was outside. It it started up the conversation again about why. Uh, we, we saw the Atlantic League this year kind of implement the robo umpire. Uh, the box uh, built in whenever, depending on the size of the player, the, there was a box that, that, the, that a computer looked at and the pitch would cross the plate at a particular side and they're able to, they're able to determine whether it's strike or ball or whatever. The box is there. Uh, Jose Altuve's box is a lot smaller than uh, <laughs> you know the Aaron Judge's box. That's right. That's right. And and so it's a, it's an interesting discussion and probably one that needs to be had because it would really kind of and I bring up the sport of tennis as an as a kind of a backdrop to this the idea that in tennis they do line challenges all the time and they have the technology that takes a look. and says the ball's in, the ball's out. Right. They show it to you. They show it to the stands. The stands accept it. Yeah. It's, it's in, it's irrefutable. That's right. You can't, you can't argue it anymore. And in fact, you, it's one of those things where I think a player's got a certain number of challenges Yeah. and in baseball, there's no, there's no real reason, especially in the strike ball and strike area. Now there's probably gonna be glitches early on and I, but I like the fact that they're, trying those kind of different things. sure. Uh, so that was that was kind of brought up. So we kind of were, you and I have been talking a little bit about the future of sports. What's it going to look like in 10, 15, 20 years? And Don Harris over at WAI, who I do some TV with every week, we were talking about some of the different things. We were talking about the balls and strikes. This was before last last night when that happened. We were talking about the balls and strikes. We were talking about, and he, and he brought up the tennis part of it. And uh, the idea that, that sports is going to evolve in that way and he brought up a very interesting point he said you know you could go through a lot of different sports where there's really no need you you almost have to have go back and forth about do do we want technology or do we want umpires or or officials do we want the fallibility of it right do we do we is that part of sports?
0: Right. Are they uh, like another party or player yeah. or team? Humans
1: are playing the game. Humans are officiating the game. Right. You know, it's not going to be one way or the other. And some of the things like this. This challenging the interference calls are ridiculous because that's that's just so stupid. It's subjective, but uh, but he brought up a great point. The first down marker. Yeah. Just the idea that on a football field that we have a chain. That stretches out it goes out there, and and he's down the the umpires down there or- <laughs> our field judge is looking at the the chain link to to make sure that it's the ball <laughs> you know he's, you don't need that no put a put a sensor in the ball, yeah, put lasers here's the first down is here's this laser, yeah, and if the ball crosses that point unless the umpire rules that the 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 knee is down or something like that. Right. Uh, but even then you do the replay and you find out, you know? So I, I think that there are some, so many different things in sports, but it brings up a great discussion about, do you want that? Right. I mean, it's, it should, it should yelling at the umpire be part of it.
0: Yeah. You know, should you, should you, but I don't know. I always like it when you watch a football game and, uh, the announcers, the guys calling the game are always quick to remind everybody. Now our line is not exact to uh, the field. We could be off. So, and really what they're doing is giving room for the officials to botch whatever call they're going to make, wherever they're going to place the ball, because that line, it's a, it's a calculation. Yeah. If you're in a computer program and there's a line that appears, that's a calculation. Right. So there's no way you can argue that that's not exact. That's, it is exact.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. You'll see in college football or whatever, like the the guy'll run. It looks like it's like right on the line of the guy. And the, the referee just comes up, puts the ball down. First oh, yeah, down. Yeah, wherever. And it's just like, wait a minute.
0: How many times do you see that? Like that little green line. I it's know. Like, did I he get know. across that line? Yeah.
1: Uh, I think I think it's interesting, but I but I I think there's a bigger there's a there's a bigger discussion about the future. I, I, I really feel like there'll be technologically balls and strikes will be called by robotics or, or computers right i really feel like that's going to happen i feel like uh, bang bang plays at first will be the same thing the ball the ball will have a sensor a right. tracker in it right uh players uh, shoes will have trackers in and everything's going to be monitored electronically and digitally i really feel like that in a few years so you'll have those bang bang plays at first and you'll know yeah ball hit Sensor and glove before foot hit, you know right, those kind of right. things. So I think that that's that's the kind of thing that's going to be uh, kind of move forward. And I really, it's interesting. Uh, and I always think about baby James, you know, where when James is our age, uh, how the sport will be different. Right. Helmets helmets will have sensors in them. The the uh, uh, again the baseball the you'll know if a baseball is over the stripe. In, in the outfield on a home run. You'll know if the ball is fair or foul down the foul lines. You're going to know without the umpire telling you these particular things are going to happen because electronically you'll be able to know. Right, And I find that very interesting because uh, I, it, it really kind of extends to how we're going to see go, see ball games. I thought of it this weekend when um, when Laura, my wife, was teaching a course in downtown UTSA this weekend. So I drove her down there, dropped her off, went and ran some errands. The Aggie game started. I sat in the parking lot outside and watched it on my phone. I watched the game on my phone and I sat there thinking, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I never could have imagined this. Back, you know, two decades ago. No. Never that I'd be sitting in my car watching on my phone in digital great quality.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: You know, it wasn't like this fuzzy little, you know, right. uh, Dick Tracy radio type thing. Right. This was like a really nice thing. And I I, I I, thought about that. And then I thought, you know, it's going to, the way we see games, the way we digest our sports moving forward, is going to be a lot different. It's right. going to be like that.
0: I remember, uh, I don't know, maybe it was seventh grade uh one of the kids who was in our class his dad was an engineer and came and gave a presentation and uh, part of the presentation they had us do like simple software input and we had to tell uh you know a robot basically to to pick up something or or we did we did a worksheet and it was like tell the robot to make a pe- like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich how would you do it but i remember the end of that presentation where he said you know the thing about human evolution is that you know, you think of like a human life and you think about, you know, I don't know, like 80 plus years is a rough estimate of like human life. And you think about, you know, the evolution of that. He's like, robotic or, or, or engineering and computers are exponential in their development. So while you think of a human going from being born to being 80 plus, robotics go from being born to being, you know, thousands of years old in the like a decade. Right. In, in terms of what we understand is aging. Right. Um, and so, and I've always thought, I've always kept that in the back of my head. And then sure enough, you see it, you see, you know, I remember the green screen cell phone, the Nokia cell phones back when I was in high school to, to what we have today Right. that the, the, the camera now on an iPhone is better than most DSLR cameras that you buy and spend, you know, almost a thousand dollars on. Right. That it's, they're making movies on iPhone. They're making 7. movies off of an iPhone, right? Which is just insane. No, it is. So, uh, so yeah, and it, so you talk about the future and sports, and uh, maybe at first you don't make that comparison. You think, well, sports, you know, baseball's been around forever. They're gonna, but really, I mean, you think about the advancements already here, and talking about sensors, we already saw that with the AAF. That was their yep. whole thing. I was I'm looking exper- at my notes. Was, yeah, was experimenting yeah. with with that and putting sensors and pads so that you could gamble live on you know like the little things like how much yardage did they really gain or like you know how fast were they going to go all that kind of like weird stuff. I think and we never really got to see that unfold, unfortunately. Right. But I remember that was the direction they were wanting to go: is that you could measure all these metrics that you live that you'd never be able to see before, right? And how that was not only going to change gambling in the game, but but really mechanics of like you know talk about tape you know and, and on sundays if you're college football or monday tuesday and you are pro football you go in the tape room and you you could watch all this tape and now they talk about how they get all these you know different angles everybody's got an ipad it's got it but can you imagine now when everybody has a sensor in them how much more can be learned
1: yeah and just yeah even just on the taxing on the the human body exactly when they were when the workouts happen how fast uh, how quickly your reaction time is, what your heart rate is how you know the the, the power of the impact which is happening right now I know that yeah. there
0: are certain teams uh, who are doing those college teams that are doing that in their practices they've got sensors in their pads and they're measuring those things yeah and so they that need they to. so they know exactly like how much water intake versus output an individual player has right. so what they know like how to gauge by an individual case basis, on, on hydration. Right. That's insane.
1: No, it is. Insane. And you know what? And what's interesting is as we move forward and as we look forward again, when James grows up to be a certain, you know, uh, as, as a sports fan, can you imagine e- even broadcast deals? There's some discussion about the idea that broadcast deals may change broadcast, the players, uh, coaches st- of, of a team, uh, players in particular may take a stronger role in the broadcasts. In, in what they're feeling like uh, in that ball games may be broadcast in virtual reality at some point, right. So you play for the Dallas Cowboys and you're the wide receiver, and people subscribe to you right People subscribe to watching you play. There's camera on your helmet, there's you know you could listen, you could do you know to what you're saying and what you could hear what the go- the cornerback across from you is saying, yeah, uh, and you can watch games through your eyes.
0: That's crazy.
1: And it said so now you have a wider view of the game. You could you could switch to the wider view of the game, but you could also I'm gonna hey I want to see what Andrew Brott's running. Right, he's running a slant. Blah blah blah, and and you're on the field as the player. Virtual reality is going to happen in the way you watch ball games. You're already seeing a little bit now with the helmet cams, right? Uh, with the base cams at baseball that Fox has, they even now they even have the microphones. You can hear the umpire calling the balls and strikes. That's and right, and
0: and the players and the players, and poor yeah. Sam
1: Darnold in the in the whole yeah, I'm ghost the field. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think that that's that's really the the augmented reality of this is going to change, and I. And and I was talking to somebody about this the other day because I I think I think it's going to happen quicker than we think. Yeah. And the idea is that if you have a player that you love in basketball, let's just say it was LeBron James, and you you have him mic'd up and you're with him, and you subscribe to the LeBron James channel, right? And you watch a ball game through his perspective. You know, now a guy like a Manu or a LeBron James or somebody who's really engaged in the game and in their It'll be interesting when the players get that kind of power, where they can say, uh, LeBron, who is you know, the, the, the megawatt you know, uh, player in the league, could say, "This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to the next broadcast deal, the players want to be a part of it." Right and they sell themselves as part of that discussion. which is
0: kind of the direction and we talked about this before how it's a, it's a players league and, yeah. and we oh, yeah. talked about you know uh, LeBron James a perfect example being an agent of sorts yeah. and organizing deals and being the spearhead behind deals that are made i mean it lends itself right to it that's the, obviously the next step yeah. that it could easily Can go you, i
1: mean imagine imagine being wearing a virtual reality headset yeah and watching, uh, watching a baseball game through Alex Bregman's eyes. Yeah, playing third base, watching every pitch, being ready, being down. Uh, you know, seeing it from that perspective. And you're sitting in your couch with the headset on. You know, with your eyes watching a ball game through that. I just, I
0: find that so fascinating. Yeah, and I really feel like that's going to happen. It reminds me of that movie uh, Gamer, I think yeah. with Gerard yeah. Butler, where yeah. the they make all the prisoners. Uh, they put a chip in them, so they're controlled by you know players around the world, and they're in a real live mm-hmm. like first person shooter game, and they control the guys, and yeah, it's a fun movie. But it reminds me a lot about that. And you know, and, and going back to what we
1: talked about, you and I when we opened up our coffee shop, what's uh, brewing right. sports coffee shop. That's right. Uh, it would be, you know, as as more and more teams are pricing their fans out of stadiums, you can't afford. I can't. I, you and I cannot afford to go to the World Series. Right. We couldn't afford to go to tomorrow's game, 175, 200, 300 dollars just for standing room only, upper deck. Right. I'm not going to pay that to go see even my beloved Astros. I don't want to go pay that, but I'd rather watch at home. But these these now because I've I've been to Vegas uh, as you have. You, you go to the Mirage to the sports book at the Mirage. It's like you're you're. It's like you're in NASA. Yeah. I mean, it's just this digital quality, you know, just just the panoramic screens. Yeah, and Here's huge. this sports over here. There's this over this angle over here. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. Betting all the time on all the different kind of stuff. I used to love. Laura, Laura would go and do whatever she did in Vegas, <laughs> and, and you know did the machines and something. She'd be over at the, the, the penny machines, you know, penny machines, yeah, whatever. Right. No nah, nickels. Nickels. Oh, we went to, wow. we, we to nickel slots okay. after a while. But uh, but I would just go sit in the sports book.
0: Yeah. Not even gamble. Right. I just sit just like just digesting it. That's my favorite thing in Vegas is just to go watch people and watch the whole thing just unfold. So I think the tech savvy tricked
1: out kind of sports bar atmosphere would be really cool as we evolve in that where look, you can't go to the stadium, you can't afford it. It's for the high rollers. Right. But if you come to this place, you experience it. Yeah. Maybe you have the the headsets. Maybe you have the you know, just the big giant digital panels that tell you exactly what's going on. Maybe they're in 3D. Maybe right. it's, I don't, I don't know, but I, I really feel like in 15, 20 years, yeah. maybe
0: shorter than that, that's what we're going toward. i tell you what, at the very least, should be a cafe that offers, and you, it's a rental, and of course, you know, it's numbered and tagged, so if you walk out with them, well, then you're paying for it, but uh, offers the little Bluetooth earbuds so that when you're in a sports bar, you can put those in, and they're noise-canceling, mm-hmm. and then you can tune in to whatever you want to hear, whichever right. game. So whatever game you're watching, then you can hear it. That yep. needs to be happening now because you go into some of these bars and they've got a game on you don't care about, it, you don't want to hear, you want to hear this other one, and it's just loud in general. It's just ridiculous. So even if you right. had the game on, you wanted to hear, you can't hear. They it. have the voice to text scrolling right. at the bottom. Yeah, you know, yeah it's yeah. always wrong. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. A, it's the worst. It's phonetic. You know? That's right. Uh, but I think that needs to be happening right now. So if you have an establishment, you need to be doing that right now, or you're doing exactly. it wrong. You're doing exactly. it wrong. And we'll come to our show from there, <laughs> and nobody will hear us because they'll exactly. all have their noise canceling. Well, they'll, they'll hear us because they're you know noise. We'll make sure nothing's happening that day. That's right. Us.
1: <laughs> well, I just think I, I it's exciting. I mean, it's a lot of fun, and you know, and, and people may laugh, but I mean, now I'm I'm older than you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't laugh at that. Uh, I mean, no, no, people may laugh, but but I, I can remember growing up. Again, I mean, you you were kind of hostage to whatever you could watch, right? One, uh, and and I, I love the idea that there's a buffet now. There's just just you could watch what you want to watch. Yeah, the idea that the that the Astros are on every single night, you know, that I never, I don't have to miss a game. Right, right. If I pay for that station, I never have to miss a game. It's an amazing thing. Sure. Because when I
0: was a kid, it was transistor radios. But you know what, though, I think that's why it's amazing. Like I, I revel in the fact that we, I'm still, I'm at the end of that experience, that generational experience, but I re- and Katie and I talk about this all the time, that we're glad that we had the experience before the internet mm-hmm. that we lived, uh, and we were old enough to, to know and remember and be able to talk about life before the internet and then life now after and everything subsequent that's fallen in place. It's really It makes everything that much more enjoyable and really interesting. Right. And I never used to un- understand it before, but I remember I mean, my mom talks about this all the time, about how she remembers, you know, watching them land on the moon and, and all these different things. And, and then what's transpired since. Right. And all the things that have transpired in her life since. And uh, I think about that now a lot more these days. You know, as a kid, it's like, okay, mom, what we get it. You're old, right? You're, you're, yeah. you're old. Yeah. Uh, but now that now that you're older and you can appreciate those things, you have a different vantage point, I think, to appreciate things like right, that. The right. like you were saying, the finer things mm. in life. And uh, every year, I kind of celebrate that for her a little bit. I think you know, I look at the newest development or design of something. I think, God, that's so cool that she was around. You know, when TV first was was getting a kick, or when when it went from black and white to color, and all these things that happened. Yeah, I remember all of that. And 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 then now, you know. You've got like the most high definition tech in like you know a three by nine brick in your hand or something. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's so cool to you know. For me, it's crazy, but I can't even imagine for her. No, you know, the it, things that she's seen and 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 just what the it is now evolution and,
1: of things. is just and how rapid it's happening. Yeah. I tell you guys all the time. I mean, you know the the, the technological advances that have happened just in the last two decades. Right have been like some monstrous percentage of what's happened in the history of mankind. Yeah, I know. And it's it is happening faster and faster and faster.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, it's funny. I remember it was a big thing to get like a second phone line, right? And yeah. if you got that in your <laughs> Upstairs, room, right? Yeah. Right. I, I got yeah, one yeah. up in my room, yeah. And uh I remember we still had the uh The 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 rotary the the rotary Rotary, phone. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember my phone number when I was a kid.
1: (laughs) T U T. Back then it was T U or or something. It was letters. Really? And it would tell you the letters would say what part of town you lived in. Oh wow! In Corpus Christi, my phone number was T U two two o (laughs) one seven. T U two two one o seven, which I think was which I think was eight eight. Yeah. So it was eight eight two. Two zero one seven, and of course back then area code five one two was Austin all the way down into the valley. Right, five one two was the entire South Texas. Yeah, and now it's three six one. Yeah, and, that's you know, right. All the nine five four and all this What well, we have two one zero up here.
0: It cracks me up when uh, like a, a young young person these days sees like an older phone. And their first question is, why is there a hashtag on these older phones? I like, know it's <laughs> That's a pound a, sign. That's no,
1: the- <laughs> no. Just like, just, come on. It. No, it's uh, times have changed, but they're changing for the better. And I, I, I look forward to us talking uh, even um, down the road about yeah. some of the different things that are going to be happening technologically. Uh, but but going back to the original part of it, um, thank God. Thank God we didn't have the, the box last night. <laughs> they could screw Garrett Cole out of that strikeout. <laughs> And sent Victor Robles down and helped the Astros along.
0: That's right. Although, I think he would have already struck the guy out before that. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah that's right. It, it wouldn't have It mattered, wouldn't have but Yeah,
1: but it was a... But, uh,
0: uh, yeah, what a fun... I mean, now going to the more recent future of sports, uh, another great week ahead of us coming into... You know now college football. We're in the thick of it. There's a lot of things that are that are m- going to matter here with these matchups that are coming along. It won't be this weekend, but I think it's next weekend. LSU Alabama plays. LSU Alabama. I think LSU jumped to number one. I think and they jumped and over Alabama. At Alabama. Wow. Time. So it would be number one, number two. Right. Uh, and if LSU wins, and of course we get to play another number one team this year, Texas A and M. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which will be. Fantastic. <laughs> <And> wonderful.
1: <laughs> it's the best. But, hey, listen, at least we beat Mississippi State, beat Mississippi the week before That's that. Right. The teams we're supposed gonna to be beating, we're, beat we're beating Beat UTSA theoretically this That's weekend. right. That's and right. a will become bowl eligible That's this right. That's right. That's uh, right. But keep an eye on the University of Texas playing Kansas State this week. Uh, with that UT defense, Kansas State's going to be a test. Yeah, coming They've off of their up some points. Uh, and so I think it's going to be very interesting to watch what happens Kansas State beat Oklahoma State? They beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Was that Kansas State? Mm Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that was Kansas State. All right. Well, that's coming up. That was a major upset. Yeah. And so now, and now, we talked about it before, but Baylor is the only undefeated team in the Big 12. Yeah. Yep. So So, that whole
1: uh, Texas OU uh, rematch may be very interesting.
0: Probably. Well, yeah. I don't think we're going to see it. I don't. Right? Texas,
1: Texas is going to have to find some mojo on defense. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I think. And I, even the offense didn't look all that great this week. I, Four I, interceptions for Sam Ellinger.
0: Yeah, I think. I think we're going to see. I, I think the Big Twelve championship looks like it's going to be Baylor OU right mm-hmm. now. The way things stand.
1: And before we uh, before we leave, uh, Tiger Woods kind of shocked everybody this weekend. Won the Zono Zogo Zono Zo Z- Z- something something Z- yeah. in Japan, but anyway, <laughs> won his eighty second PGA Tour event in Japan this week. That's right, uh, and won that. So he's tied Sam Snead for the most wins in PGA Tour history. Uh, of course, won the Masters last year or in the spring, and so uh, is is kind of knocking on Jack Nicklaus's record for most uh, most major victories. Uh, but Tiger's won three of his last 14 tournaments. It's kind of interesting. People, yeah. You know, He's been having to take some time off for injuries, but when he plays, he's competitive. Yeah. And so now he's won three of his last 14 uh, tournaments and came out of it feeling pretty good. He said, no, I'm going to keep playing. Right. So
0: uh, Tiger Woods is back. That's good right. Good for the game of golf. And he, that, I think he topped, what, $120 million with that win? Yeah. In total was, earnings? Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. Hope he's okay. That's rough. Uh,
1: but I, you know it's interesting. In, in going back to real quick to technology, golf is doing the same thing. They have ball tracers. They know exactly where the ball. That you know, it's the human element is still there. Right, and balls still get lost and those kind of different things. But but there is some discussion about really kind of just like they did in hockey when they put the sensor in the puck, so everyone could kind of keep track of where it was on the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, the uh they don't do the tracer anymore. No, they tried that for a while. It just it's didn't, just makes really people dizzy and epileptic. Yeah, but <laughs> golf it is it is interesting watching golf now. They have that. That's have right. The tracer and you can see where the ball is and where it's going and that kind of stuff. So,
0: uh technology, man, it's yeah. gonna it's taking over more and more and more. So I, I, I'm surprised it has taken that long for golf of all sports to have a sensor in the ball. That seems like yeah. the most obvious because. I remember being, again... Know, I'm not like, sure it's a sensor. I don't know
1: if it's just Fox. Uh, I don't know if yeah, they just yeah right, like an estimate. The,
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember being in sixth grade and having to caddy for my aunt. And first of all, this is when we discovered I needed glasses. So, you know, insult <laughs> to injury here. No yeah, idea. exactly. I was pointing to ducks and everything Man. else. and <laughs> Your ball's moving, hey. Uh, but that's just the most frustrating thing, to try to follow those things with the naked eye. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. I mean, as as soon as the cell phone technology came about, there should have been some kind of sensor in those balls. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. Well, they do. I guess they have it where
1: they can follow the motion now. They because the baseball does it too. Now they're able to tell you how far the ball goes. They're they, it's just astounding. And I, but I think it's really going to change. I think things are going to be a lot different, uh, even for you. You know, when you, oh, yeah. in, in your lifetime, but certainly in our kids or grandkids' lifetime, my grandkids, your kids' lifetime, it's going to be it's going to be remarkable to see what happens. And hopefully a lot of the technological advances, uh, keep the athletes safer. That's you know, right. Hopefully a lot of it's uh, helmets and, right. um, uh, you know, making, making good choices. And like you said, workout stuff, just, just working out in the most optimum way to, right. to get the best results. Individual so, basis. So. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah. and we look forward to, uh, you know, what the future holds for this week of sports, uh, as we get back to it next week, uh, happy Halloween to you listeners. <laughs>
1: what are you going as what are you dressing
0: up as I think I'm going to dress up as a father oh, that's uh, with a uh, three month old that's, that's pretty from, original yeah. That's, yeah, 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 yeah yeah,
1: I hope you pull that one off lots of coffee yeah lots of, <laughs> lots of coffee, <laughs> coffee. I, I might go as a big coffee cup
0: yeah no that was fun so uh, Viva coffee that's absolutely right in fact I'm going to go make some more right now as I'm out thank you so much for listening to us this has been season 2 episode 9 of What's Brewing Sports Andrew brought Richard Oliver Follow us along on social media at What's Brewing Sports for Facebook and Instagram and What's Brewing SP for Twitter. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care.